a few months ago, I was at uh, lunch with some friends, and uh, during the lunch, the conversation I have with this girl who's not not really my friend; she's a friend of a friend. Um, but I've you know I've known her for years at this point, and I usually are conversations with each other are kind of like just us uh, antagonizing one another, like just being kind of um, sarcastic and uh, shitty to each other, but, you know, like in a a silly, fun way. And that's usually what our relationship always is. Anyway, at some point in the lunch, we're talking, and then, like, she said something, and then I was like, shut your fucking face, which is obviously a ridiculous thing to say. Nobody would, well, I would certainly never say that to somebody uh, for real. And then she was like, what did you say? But she said it like that. So I was like, okay, yeah, we're playing. So I said it again. Anyway, lunch continues. She said nothing of it. It was fine. We kept talking and there, you know, everybody's talking with each other. No big deal. And like uh, a full month later, I get an email from our mutual friend who was like, Hey, so-and-so is really upset. You said that. And uh, went of this whole thing and she had some thing about like, when I said it, my face changed from face to mug it was like some ridiculous like i don't know what the hell she was talking about anyway i wrote him back right away i was like hey so sorry and i truly meant it like i meant no uh, disrespect or ill will about it like i explained the same thing i just said we joke like that i thought we joked like that clearly i misunderstood misread the situation totally my fault i you know would never want you to because he felt awkward about it and uh so i was like hey you know just feel for feel free to forward this message to her and then if you, you know if i can give her a call too and he's like okay so i called uh and told the same thing like hey totally i misread the situation I, I figured that's uh you know what it was a ridiculous thing to say and it, would, it was obviously a joke but if you didn't feel that it was and i offended you my, my apologies i meant nothing by it uh, i didn't try to like justify it or um, anything like that i just you know i i only explained that i thought it was a joke after i'd made the apology and I was like just so you understand where I'm coming from I I totally didn't mean it like that anyway so she listens to it and then she's like uh meet like just like you could tell she'd been like waiting to say this speech that she had rehearsed a bunch of times so she was like you know my friends don't even joke like that nobody I was like I my we all joke like that all the time she's like well you didn't do it right at that lunch and I was like okay look if you just want to be mad you can be mad but um you know I apologize you accepted my apology anyway it was just so fucking weird, like, that whole exchange should have been, you know, right at the moment, or even the next day or whatever, she should have been like, hey, were you serious when you said that? And I would have been like, no, no, not at all. She would have said, oh, well, I, I thought you were being serious. And I would have been like, oh, shit, my bad, I totally my mistake. No, I wasn't being serious at all. High five. Psh, psh. You want to get some frozen yogurt? Of course I want to get some frozen yogurt. Frozen yogurt's delicious. Something like that. Uh, the fact that it was like a month later and then she has to tell someone else and then that person has to relate it to me and then it was like this fucking junior high bullshit. It was, man, it fucking drove me nuts. I was like, this is the dumbest shit. I have actual problems in my life, like real things to deal with. And this like, like these are the kind of problems you invent when you don't have actual problems. It is like, she's not white, but that would be like the definition of like a white people problem. Like this shit is not real. This is nonsense. But I feel like that all the time. Like, People are just so soft and, and 
such pussies and they're fucking afraid to like say anything to people or, or be real. So they'll talk about nonsense and garbage and topical bullshit. Um, man, it's frustrating. It makes me really miss. I mean, I miss him all the time. One of my, my best friend, he passed away a couple of years ago, um, suddenly. And, uh, but with him, we would always talk shit to each other. Like, and it wasn't about each other. It was just, if you can put the words together to make it funny and if you can find the joke, then you say it. And it's not, there's no personal thing here. So we were constantly talking about each other's moms or like whatever. Um, you know, when we'd leave each other, you know, one of us would be like, oh yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, it's great seeing you, man. I love you. See you soon. And uh, uh, when you talk to your mom, can you just have her like send my jacket back? Like little shit like that. It was always funny. But like there's nobody I can do that with anymore. Um it's it people are just so fucking soft and and afraid to say i'll talk to people people will message me online or whatever uh or even in person and somebody will make like a lame joke it's not even that funny but it's just you know it's like a dumb joke not a joke like they're kidding but then they'll like immediately have to say that they're kidding like they won't let any time pass like they'll be like uh uh yeah you're really ugly i'm just kidding like they'll have to say it right away they're so terrified of somebody uh not liking them or or or, i don't know any confrontation is so horrifying to people um it's so weird and and bizarre and ugh, it sucks that's just how it is right everybody's like that right now especially i mean my sense of humor tends to be pretty dry as well um so on the other side of it i I can understand where if I'm very dry, if somebody doesn't get it. Um, so I, I try to monitor it to deliver things in a way where it, it's obvious that I'm joking while still being, you know, funny and not a, a pussy or a coward about like, I make a joke. <laughs> I was just kidding. I was just kidding. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know what made me think about that. I just uh, redid. I built my son a bed. He's three. And um, for his third birthday, which was in March, I built him a bed. Um, I uh, I started when I moved into my place I'm in now. Uh, it was what two years ago? Is that right? Something like that. Maybe a little longer. I think that's about right. Anyway, I started building all my own wood furniture. So like I built my coffee table. I built my um, entryway uh, coat rack. Um, my bathroom mirror and shelves and my. I have a Cal King bed. I built that and the headboard and a night table and, you know, punching bag out in the back, or bag stand rather. And, uh, I like building things and in particular wood furniture. It's nice. I like working with wood. Uh, I started it as a way to like one, you know, furniture is very expensive. So when I moved out, this was like after my divorce and then my girlfriend and I at the time were living together. Uh, and I moved out of our place here and, you know, wood furniture is crazy expensive and I can build a lot of the stuff that I like. Um, so I started doing it as a way to uh, one save money. And then two, it's just really therapeutic. You know, I was just going through a ton of shit. I still am, but like way more at that time. Um, so it was a way to kind of like take some control and have little accomplishments, uh, even in the midst of, things like that. So anyway, for his third birthday, I built him a bed. He had been sleeping in a, um, one of those like cribs that turns into a bed 
kind of thing. Um, and he was just about as long as it. So I was like, all right, this, this won't do. So I built him a bed. It's like mine, but a smaller version, a, a twin version of mine. It, it came out great. And then I raised it up kind of high and then I strung lights like, uh, string lights, LED lights along the bottom so we can crawl under there and play. And it's like this cool, there's, you know, decals on the wall under the bed. It's like an ocean. And then above the bed, there's all the superheroes and stuff that he likes. And then above them, it goes into like stars with uh, like planets and there's rocket ships and aliens and stuff flying. It's, it's, it's rad. I love it. Um, anyway, so the string lights, the way I'd put them in, um, they started like shorting and then they eventually stopped working. So I ripped all them out and I just, uh, replaced them all now. Good story, right? I'm going to sell the rights. Maybe do like a lifetime movie or something. Who would play me? When I was, I mean, I still get it. I always, I get uh, Christian Slater a lot. Um, when I was younger and he was younger, I could see it. And then now too, like I saw him on that. What's that show? He does, uh, Mr. Robot. Um, yeah, I see it a lot. Like we could be, uh, related. So I'd be good with that. Or like maybe, uh, go, go a different way and do like, um, David Faustino. He's not working. (laughs) Maybe he could like rap a little bit too. Yeah, that'd be good. And maybe, uh, I don't know. Ernie Reyes Jr. can play my son. (laughs) Hmm. So anyway, that's what I was just finishing up. And uh, yeah, now I'm here. <sighs> you know, it's weird that I, I was thinking, the, I was talking the other day with a friend of mine and he was saying something about selfies and Anyway, I don't remember what we were talking about, but I had this thought that, oh, and at some point I brought up uh, Dunning-Kruger's. Dunning-Kruger? Dunning's-Kruger? Dunning-Kruger's? It's a syndrome where uh, if you, you know, your lack of knowledge or experience in a topic will um, cause you to behave and even think in your own mind that you actually know everything about it um, or everything about everything, which is what I feel like most people are like now most people don't most people lack the ability to say i don't know uh or acknowledge someone else's opinion or you know it's all very self um grandizing and self-absorbed but uh, i was thinking about selfies and i was like he was saying do you think people's perception of themselves are all fucked up like bad oh we were talking about how kids have to deal with a way different kind of social element than we did like when we were younger well he's younger than me a lot younger than me but we had the same experience because I I grew up in the 80s and then 90s where there was no internet and then it just started to come out when I was getting out of high school um and he grew up with it but it wasn't what it is now and like he was I think the iPhone came out when he was in high school is that right 2003, I think, was the iPhone. So, yeah. But anyway, we both didn't really... And there was no, like, social media, really. Um, but kids now, like, they'll deal with all this pressure, social pressure, anxiety, and, like, having to fit in. 
And then like when I was a kid, when I left school, that shit went away. It didn't exist. It was gone. But now kids have to take it home with them. So they deal with all that at school. And then on the way home, they have to deal with it over their phone. And when they get home, it's on their phone or on their computer. Like there's this constant pressure to like perform or to uh, show yourself and, and to have likes on in the digital world. And that somehow validates you in the actual world. And uh, we we're talking about selfies. And I was like, I, I bet people's self-image is that much more fucked up. Like there's obviously all that insecurity because you don't look like this person or that person. But a lot of the people who are just those people who constantly post selfies of themselves, they must think that everything they do and, and every the way they look is always amazing because the only things that they're posting are the best versions of themselves. So like their selfies, they'll take whatever, 30 of them and post the one that makes them look the best. But then when they're looking through their feed, all they're seeing is just the best of it. So their idea about failure or is becoming so skewed that they can't handle it. So they have this idea that like, well, clearly I'm the best person in the world. Look at, I'm so beautiful in every single picture. They won't um, show themselves in any other light, but what they think that they're supposed to look like to other people, it's fucked up, man. People are so fucked up. Oh, that's where he was talking about. Yeah, how all the pictures of him online are just ridiculous. Like he looks like shit and he thinks it's funny. And I was like, yeah, totally. And then we got on that subject. Um, but yeah, it's just really weird and interesting. I can't, I don't know. It's all too new. The technology is too new and it's moved, it's moved and is continuing to move so fast that we can't keep up. We don't know how to adjust. I think if we can survive long enough, we'll eventually figure it out. But uh, who knows? Who knows? It's so weird. Yeah. People's like uh, being okay with failing. or uh, It's such an important process. I was talking about the, that the other day with my uh, sister and her boyfriend about, you know, one of the good things about I never did team sports as a kid or anything, but one of the good things about it is that you learn failure right away that you're not as you're not good at things right away. It takes work. So that's a big part of it. But also, you know, some people are just better than you at things and that's a good thing to, to realize. And people are so terrified of realizing that now that, you know, sometimes you're just not as good as someone at something. You can get better. You can work as hard as you can. And if they're also getting better and working as hard as they can, they might always be better. They might not, but, you know, there are genetic things that people are more predisposed to being good or bad at something. Uh, there's only so much amount of training uh, before genetics eventually take over. And it's like, nope, that, that's just, that's where you can, that's where you stop. That's as high as you can get with this. And that person can get much higher. And there's someone who can get higher than them. Um, yeah. I don't know. <sighs> Welcome to the podcast. It's a Monday night. I'm going to try to do these on Mondays. And I'm saying that to hold myself to it. Um, so yeah, I'm going to try to do these on Mondays. Right now I have time. I'm, I'm not scheduling clients at this time. So this will be my uh, my client. This podcast, this Microphone, microphone. 
have you <laughs> have you guys seen that or heard about those people who are like asking infants if they want to have their diapers changed like an infant to be like is it okay if i change your diaper i'm like waiting for the <laughs> infant's response that shit is so dumb it's it's really it's just misplaced that it comes from a good place of and you should if you're a parent you should absolutely look at your child or children as real people they're not property they're not you don't own them like their opinion matters their voice matters you should speak with them not at them all those things but an infant you don't ask them to, you just have to do that shit and even when they're toddlers it's like if <laughs> when my son is filthy from playing at the park i don't ask him if he wants to take a bath i tell him that we're going to um so okay so kids need so you need to respect your kids you do um and that respect goes both ways you need to listen to them you need to validate their voice so that their their egos can form healthy and they can they understand that their voice matters they have an opinion and they can not only share it with you but that you hear it and and respect it so but they also need structure you need to be the boss you can't you can't put that burden on a kid like, okay, you have to make all your own decisions. You have to be the adult. They're the kid. You're the fucking adult. So you need to do that. So it's what I do um, with my son is we have a lot of structure. We do basically the same things at the same time every day. Uh, but I'll give him, you know, some options in those things. It doesn't mean we're not going to do it. Like, for example, a bath. It's like, okay, dude, it, we finished dinner, it's 7.30 or 7, and it's time for your bath. Even if he's like, I don't want to take a bath. I was like, you know, I, I know, but we ha we're going to take a bath because then we're going to read, and then we're going to go to bed. And uh, so, you know, we'll play, we'll play. And I'm like, okay, get ready. You remember, your bath is coming soon. So I'll let him know ahead of time so he has time to adjust. But then for his bath, I'll be like, okay, what toys or what toy do you want to bring? Or what you know, toys do you want to bring? So he, he does have a choice within the structure it's not whether or not the structure is happening the structure is happening but he does have a say in something about it um and now he's old enough where i can be like hey what do you want to eat and I'm like pancakes and i make uh check out my youtube channel um you know no sugar uh no dairy well i you can i, I cook it in in uh, grass-fed butter but you could use coconut oil or whatever oil um yeah, no added sugar, no flour, but they're great. Like really, really great pancakes and waffles. Super healthy for you, delicious. So anyway, that's what he thinks pancakes are, which they are. Anyway, he'll be like pancakes or he'll be like eggs or I want carrots, you know, stuff like that. So, or I'll give him two options like this or this, but most of the time I'm just like, we're having this and it's fine. Um, but I try to give him some choices like, you know, after his bath, it's like, okay, what, who do you want to be for bed? Like, you know, what pajamas do you want to wear? So he'll decide he can choose. Or if we're going to go out, I'm like, okay, let's pick a shirt, you know? And then the only time I interfere with that is if it's too hot for long sleeves or if it's too cold for short sleeves. And it's like, okay, you know, I'm in charge of your safety and your well being. So it's, those are things you don't get to decide, but everything else there's, your, your voice is there. But yeah, so asking an infant if they want to be changed. If I, you know, if I ask my, so now do you want to take a bath? He's like, no, 
aside from the fact that he loves like I'll put bubbles in his bath, so he loves that. But you know, he's not. If it's up to him, it's gonna be no. And the same thing goes for eating. If we're, when we're playing and we're running around, I'm like, come on, it's time to eat. He's like, I don't want to eat. I'm I'm still playing, Daddy. He did it today. We went to the park. After breakfast, we're playing all day. We're running and jumping and we're throwing dirt on each other and it's great. Then I'm like, all right, buddy, we got to get ready to go back home. We're going to eat. It's like, daddy, I'm still playing. It's like, I know, but it's time to go. Um, yeah. So structure, it's all about structure and respect. And, you know, you're in this life with this person. They're not, it's a person. They're, they're people. Just because you know more than them doesn't mean they're not people. And that goes the same for hitting. You don't hit people, man. You know, I'm a teacher by trade. So it's, if I'm teaching somebody how to do a push-up and they can't do it right, I don't hit them because they're not listening to me. Or if I'm teaching martial arts class and somebody can't understand a concept, I don't beat the shit out of them. I talk to them. I give them time to get some people's learning curve is greater than others. Um... Yeah, if you're in a relationship with, sorry about that, if you're in a relationship with somebody and you ask them to do something and they forgot to do that, or they just didn't, or they don't want to, you don't hit them. Kind of, what the fuck are you thinking? But it's because people don't view kids as people. They're like, I don't know, separate, but they're not. It's a really dumb and uh, harmful way to live a life and, and to raise a life. Jesus, this person trusts you implicitly and you're fucking them up because you're lazy. You don't want to try harder. Try harder. Fucking dildos. <laughs> oh, boy. I saw um, Solo. Did you guys see Solo? I fucking hated The Last Jedi. I hated it so much. I thought it was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. So when Solo was coming out, I was really not looking forward to it. I was like, oh, man, I'm so worried this is going to be as bad as that. But I loved it. I thought it was great. Super fun. Uh, Donald Glover was amazing. He, he like, was possessed by Billy D. Williams or something. He was tremendous. Everybody was. Oh, I saw it with my mom. She didn't like the guy who played, uh, or she, she liked him, but the guy who played Han rubbed her the wrong way. And I, I think it's just because he's very pretty. Um, he's a very pretty man and uh harrison ford's more rugged i think that was the problem because his performance was fine but anyway it's really fun i really liked it you guys should go see that i don't know what else is going on i did not make that push-up video i said i was gonna do that and i didn't fuck i need to i'll get to it it's on the list i have a list of videos to make and that's definitely on there yeah I saw this. <laughs> I saw this video, this martial arts thing today. I love watching bullshit martial arts videos, like if people can't break a board or a brick or they fail at it, or just people teaching nonsense. But it was this guy who's wearing a karate gi, and I don't know what style or system he says he. Did. I didn't care to, to research him, but he's doing like a seminar or something, and he's talking about a guy coming in. To, for like to shoot in to go for like a single or a double leg but he, he's doing what most karate people uh, I'm using the blanket term of karate that he wasn't a karate person but most bullshit martial arts people that don't know anything about grappling especially will like they'll, they'll talk about bear hugs 
like that's the most common <laughs> that's the most common grappling attack is like a bear hug which is not and then when people come in to do it they essentially just like bend 90 degrees at the waist put their hands out like frankenstein and kind of like lumber towards you to wrap around your waist so you could do anything to them but anyway and they don't follow through they're not trying to take you down they don't, wouldn't know how if even if you let them but anyway this guy starts talking about like the the like the bladder point all that garbage and then the guy wraps his wet hands around the old dude's waist and he like taps one thing and slaps him on his back and then the guy magically gets knocked out it's fucking nonsense it makes me laugh so hard and it makes me upset you know i take being a teacher really seriously um i mean we have tons of fun in my class i'm not it's not serious in my class we have fun but what i mean is that it's a massive responsibility somebody's coming to you they're paying you money um they're giving you their time they're giving you their blood, their sweat, tears, all that stuff for you to show them something that they really want to know. And they, they think that you have those answers. So to be full of shit, um, and then give them that it's so unbelievably irresponsible and, and awful. You're taking advantage of these people and and you might believe your bullshit too, which is even more fucked up. Um, but it's like these people think you're teaching them actual self-defense. So they think that they could, when they should just be running or not going into these places, which is also something you should teach, uh, they think they can handle themselves and they're going to be so crushed or seriously injured when somebody really tries to run in and shoot it, shoot on them and they're going to take them down. They're going to get fucked up. And these people are going to be like, I tried to hit the <laughs> bladder point on the back. It didn't work. And the teacher's going to be like, oh, well, you know, you must have, miss the spot or I don't know, they're going to give some bullshit answer. It's so funny to watch, but man, these dum-dums. I think back, like my first art has a lot of bullshit in it. The first art I studied has a lot of bullshit in it. And, uh, you know, you buy it, you you know, teacher say, student do. So one, you think that your teacher isn't going to teach you bullshit. Um, but then you get so deep in it that when you're presented with obvious contradictions and better answers you tend to ignore them because you need to justify your time and experience uh you know all this effort you put into this thing that you start kind of feeling is bullshit uh, but you you can't admit it because you know it becomes your identity so to admit that this thing that you've put so much effort into is bullshit you're almost saying that you are bullshit and it's a really hard pill to swallow Um, like i said the first art i studied was like that and then when i started and I was kind of like, this was 2000, I started in 2000. So Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu was becoming um, kind of popular. I mean, UFC started in 97, 96, 97. And there was Pride and K1, but that was really underground. To talk about um, MMA or ultimate fighting at that point was like really, really looked down upon. Um, so I had started in this like karate-based system and a buddy, a couple of buddies of mine were doing jiu-jitsu brazilian jiu-jitsu and uh went over to train with them and one day in particular a guy a friend of mine who had been doing this like mma class this was in 2000 at a community college and i was talking about i had been doing martial arts for a few months and he'd been doing this mma thing for i don't know six months something like that eight months anyway we're talking about stuff and I was saying something about like a guy coming in to grab you and I showed him what I would do. And he was like, that won't work. I was like, yeah, because you know, I started justifying my bullshit and he's like, that won't work. 
he's like, look, what I trained to do, I'm just going to run right through. You can hit me. It's fine. But I'm going to run right through you. I'm going to pick you up, slam you down, and I'm going to get on top of you and punch your face in. And we're going back and forth. This is my friend. He was way bigger than me at the time. Not that that matters. He would have done this even if he was smaller than me. Um, But anyway, and we're on like a concrete floor. It just had like a piece of carpeting over it, but there was no padding or anything. Anyway, at a friend's house. And uh, so we're like, fine, let's go. Let's do it. So (laughs) so confident, cocky. Anyway, he's like, okay. And he just fucking rushes me. And I tried to do the thing that I was told. Um, And sure enough, he did exactly what he said. He picked me up slammed me on my back my head hit the ground he got on top of me and started punching me he punched me a few times and he got up and he's like see and that wasn't enough for me to be like oh what i'm doing is bullshit um and what he's doing is effective and it works because i had put it was the first martial art i'd ever started doing and i'd only be doing it a few months so you start justifying you know oh it's because uh i'm not skilled enough or you know you start making all these excuses but I was too dumb to go, oh, okay, my shit doesn't work. His shit works. I should do his shit. Um, and I have a long history. It's why I've been in therapy. I have a long history of staying in relationships that are shitty for me and, and, and don't uh, help me. And that's what that <laughs> martial arts relationship uh, ended up being. But I, but I don't hate on it. It ultimately led me to have my son. I, I a roundabout way, ended up meeting my ex-wife through that art kind of and then you know that's how I have my son so it's all good and I did learn a couple good things from it but most of it is is nonsense uh, and then when I started getting into more later uh, more jujitsu and then western boxing and uh, the Filipino martial arts I was like okay I, I can't ignore this other bullshit anymore because um, all those other things western boxing Brazilian jiu-jitsu Muay Thai uh, Kali there's you know, it's all real shit, real legit stuff. And I was fighting and it was working. And, um, that was when I eventually stopped. I mean, there's garbage and all those systems too, but for the most part, uh, they're all legit. So yeah, I, I guess that's what it is. You're just, you're brainwashed and it's hard to, to admit that you've been brainwashed or that you've been wasting your time is very difficult and painful. So people just don't do it, but you should, you got to check yourself before you riggedy wreck yourself. Know what I'm saying? Yep. <sighs> this uh, rapper got murdered. A, a few couple rappers got murdered today. It's awful. These people are kids. It fucking sucks. Like I don't listen to either of these people's music. Um, I don't even remember their their names. Uh, I don't mean that disrespectfully. Um, but I just I saw the headlines and. Uh, I was kind of familiar with one of them. But yeah, a 20-year-old kid rapper got shot and killed today. Sucks. And I'll see people comment. I mean, that's the only communication we have. But you can see comments from people like, ah, fuck him, his music sucks. And it's weird how people do that. You know, this is a person. This is somebody's son, you know, brother, maybe a father, boyfriend. Um, It's 20 and got killed over I don't know what, but nothing because you know nothing is worth that sucks super sad yeah especially if you think you know i'm gathering that he came from not much so he made his way out of that had this very rare opportunity to be seen and heard and then get paid very well for it so he's coming up out of that and then that's still happening he worked so hard i don't know his story i'm just you know this is a lot of people's stories 
unfortunately. But yeah, so that's somebody's son. I, I look at everything like that now. Um, like this stuff going on that our government is doing at the border, ripping kids away from parents. And it's almost too much for me to even think about. Um, I donate what little I could to the ACLU and, and yeah, I mean, these are real people. We, we have this thing about othering. We just have to other people. Maybe, I mean, it seems like that would have been a genetic or evolutionary trait. You know, if you other, things or people or animals that are different than you, your chance of survival goes up because if the things that are like you stick together and you're more or less taking care of each other, then and your resources are limited, you assume that anything outside of you wants your resources or it wants to kill you, so you have to defend yourself. So it's the, the Other things need to be the threat. Other things need to be dangerous. Other things need to be scary. You need to stay away from other things. You need to hate other things uh, to survive. And like you know, so you, we kind of evolved through that, um, but that's not really the case anymore. We don't have to live like that. I mean, there are certainly bad people, but they're everywhere. Um, but we still do that as a way to control and manipulate and it's about money and, you know, but we, it's just so natural for us. I don't even know if there is a solution to it. Is it just so deeply ingrained in us that we can't get away from it? We will always be that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know what the answer is. That's the thing, too. People aren't, again, people aren't saying that. You, you can't disagree with somebody anymore. You have to boycott them. You can't, you know, we need to, we can't look at things as teaching opportunities where, you know, somebody says something you didn't like, you just have to say, fuck them, fuck that person, and fuck you if you like them, too, instead of going like, okay, well, they're a person, and for whatever reason, they have these views, and most likely it's because they were taught these things as a kid and they really grew up in these environments or, you know, maybe this is a teaching opportunity or, and, or a learning opportunity for me. I can learn more about why they feel the way they do. Um, but we're not willing to do that. We just get so mad and it's, you know, and it, to be fair, it's emotional. A lot of the things that we're going through right now. So, you know, you get, you give into that first initial emotional urge, you put logic and empathy aside they're an other, fuck them. And uh, ev all, everybody's doing it, all sides, you know, of a political spectrum, all sides are doing it. Um, but it doesn't get us anywhere. And it just creates more reason for that person to not like you on both sides. See? Because look, look how mean they are to me. Fuck them now. And I'm going to teach my kid to say fuck them too. So it never stops. You know, and then I get the argument of people like, if it goes into, you know, something like racism, for example, you know, we can't talk anymore. We've been talking and they haven't listened. And so now we have to be forced. I get it. I totally get it. I mean, that's, and that's valid too. It is, but, uh, it also doesn't lead anywhere, but back around, you know, so it's hard. I don't know what the answer is. Or maybe there isn't one. I don't know. It's complicated. All these situations are complicated. I was, I, I know I was speaking about a bunch of situations right there, but it all kind of fits. Um, yeah, I don't know. Who knows between that, you know, ourselves and the threat of nuclear war and fucking solar flares and, uh, goddamn Yellowstone. Who knows, man? It's Yellowstone, right? 
That's the super volcano. Isn't it Yellowstone? Yeah, Yellowstone. That thing's due to blow. And if it does, we're fucked. Like, really fucked. Glad I'm in North America, though. I'll be out of there quick. Hopefully my son will be with me, and we'll just... That'll be it. I don't want to try to do some Mad Max shit. If I was... If I was not a father, I would totally do the Mad Max shit, though. That's that's how I was. I was like, yeah, the more alone, the better. The more isolated, the better. The, um, you know, the more desperate and, and horrible, the better. But my son, all I want is just to make him laugh and to hug on him and, and listen to the amazing things he says. Being a parent's amazing. It's not the be-all, end-all. There are other ways to live your life. Um, I am a parent, and it's incredible. There are other incredible things, but... Yeah. So if that uh, if that super volcano goes... Yeesh, how horrifying. Or any other million things. There's, I mean, ugh. The world's scary. And the planet's gonna be alright. We have all this, like, save the planet stuff. Um, the planet will be okay. <laughs> the planet's... Uh, gotten rid of humans multiple times now mass extinction events um so we're due for another one unfortunately Ugh, that's scary to think about i don't know it's when i watch like that uh, last of us 2 trailer it's uh it's like yeah i don't want to go through that i don't want to like hide from horrible groups of people and have to kill and worry about people coming to steal my water and shit. Fuck that. So I know I kind of mentioned it that last time, last episode about Last of Us 2, but man, when you're watching that trailer, aside from just how gorgeous it looks, I mean, that's a given. You know, graphics get better. If graphics never got better from today forward, I'd be fine with it. If the technology was just used to solely going into better sound, better physics, better weather effects, better ambient effects, um, you know, better AI, deeper and richer storytelling, I'd be fine. I don't need them to look better. I mean, it's always, it's a plus. But uh, when you're watching that Last of Us 2 trailer, see how good the physics are, you know, the way clothes move and hair falls in in the cinematics and the way when Ellie's crawling through the bushes, you know, the individual leaves move and um, clothes wrinkle. Uh, Sound is always something that bugs me a little bit. I, I want more detail more in the sound of each surface having difference and you know and just better sounds because you know you put there's less there's there's not enough variation in footsteps so footsteps always become very annoying a good example is like the last metal gear game five phantom pain and also ground zeros metal gear is one of my favorite series of all time um but the, the like the footsteps in in five were fucking horrendous um yeah, some more more detail in that. But when you're watching it, it's really incredible. The other thing I was thinking about with that trailer, uh, many, many years ago, I worked in the video game industry. I worked for uh, THQ, uh, now uh, dead company. But we made a game called The Punisher. And the original versions of that game, this was 2006, maybe? Maybe 2005? The original versions of that game were fucking brutal so brutal so much so that as the project went further and further the um 
standards and practices just kept making us and the developer just fucking chop that shit up and originally like all the really gory stuff was in color and then they made us change or not us we weren't the developer but they made us change it to black and white and then they cut out a bunch of the really good uh finishes and stuff like that the really violent stuff and then now you're watching the last of us 2 and fucking chopping people in the neck with a machete but it's not even cutting their heads off just like pull it out and then they cough and gasp and bleed out and She's sticking a knife in someone's neck. It is horrendously brutal. It's weird how time works like that. Like anything, you know, it's like that Chuck Palahniuk quote from Fight Club, you know, on a long enough timeline, the survival rate for everything drops to zero. And that's true in everything, even opinions, even outrage, even um, morality, you know. Just give it enough time, it'll be fine. And you can do it. It's bizarre. That's a great trailer. Jesus. Yeah, it's so good. I don't think I can play the whole thing. I think take it down. I don't know. I'm going to start videoing these instead of just posting the audio on YouTube. I'm going to also start videoing and posting video on YouTube. And maybe I'll, I can play stuff on there. I don't know how that works um, as far as copyright stuff goes, but I'll find out. Yeah. I don't know. Anybody watch Cobra Kai? Fuck, it was great. I, I binged it in maybe a day. Maybe it was two days, a couple weeks ago, like the weekend it came out. Man, it was fantastic. It, it, it scratched the itch of just a fun, goofy, but heartfelt show. I loved it. I loved it. Um, Johnny was just tremendous. What is his name? Anybody know? What's his name? His name is William Zabka. Great job. And he still looks great moving around, too. Um, I like seeing old school, simple karate and self-defense. I like that shit. Um, so it was nice to see. And it was weird for me. One, man, Ralph Macho, you got to like, Start doing some push-ups or something, man. Um, you did a fine job, but it's hard to buy you as a as a black belt, man. You just you gotta be a little stronger. Um, yeah, but uh, it was great, and 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 I love that they made. For the most part, they made Ralph Macchio the bad guy. You know, he was kind of sleazy car salesman annoying douchebaggy yuppie car salesman guy but everybody had heart it was great i really liked it super fun and uh spoiler alert i'm gonna give a spoiler if you haven't watched it skip ahead like i don't know 60 seconds in three two one crease comes back at the end after the new all valley tournament tournament's over johnny goes back to his um dojo and then there's this shadowy figure in the doorway smoking a cigarette and he comes to the light it's fucking john crease oh shit so excited i can't wait it's gonna be great super 80s i love it even though it's set present day i love that they made um johnny like stuck in the 80s so i got to get all that great 80s nostalgia really liked it big big fan yeah you know what else? I was I can't believe 
Oh, I live uh, in an area that lights firecrackers all the time. Like, it's Monday. It's time for firecrackers. Um, yeah. So <laughs> predominantly Chinese and Mexican area. And uh, Chinese people and Mexican people love firecrackers. I don't blame them. They're great. But uh, yeah, there'd be like no occasion and uh, firecrackers. Um, but Red Dead Redemption 2 is coming out probably next year, maybe the year after. I can't wait. Um, hopefully it'll come out on PC. There's, I mean, I really hope. But uh, if not, between that and the remake of Resident Evil 2 and uh, uh, Last of Us 2, and you know, I might end up getting a, a Sony console again. I don't like... I'm not a big fan of console gaming anymore, where I used to be. But um, if there's no other way for me to play it, man, I might. But it just looks great. So immersive. That's what I love. You know, why not allow yourself to get invested and immersed in things, whether it be at movies or a podcast or a book or comics or a video game? There are a lot of people who are just so vehemently opposed to being taken by a story or, or, or an activity or a game. It's just a wonderful feeling to lose yourself. As long as you're not sacrificing, um, you know, moving forward or doing something for yourself in your life is, you know, whether it's for your career or uh, just for your personal health and growth, you know, as long as, long as, as long as you're not addicted to it, obsessed with it, meaning, um, you know, if you define addiction as your relationship with something being unhealthy, but you keep doing it, um, you know, and that's a little different for everybody. But yeah, man, it's so fun to just get totally lost in something. Um, I usually find at my age now, I can't play a game for very long in long spurts where I, when I was younger, you know, I could play games for six, eight hours, 10 hours, 12 hours. I could all day, I could just play a game and be that deep into it. But now, you know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes in, sometimes just 20 minutes, I just need to get a little bit out of it or like an hour or something. Um, sometimes with Skyrim, I'll still go, you know, a full hour, maybe longer. Um, but most of the time, it's just that I, I can't, you know, I'll play for a while. And then I'll, that was great. And then I'll stop and I'll do other stuff, do shit I have to do or do shit other things I want to do. Um, it's one of the reasons why I hate that all movies are three hours. It's such an investment. Uh, I don't like it. But anyway, Red Dead 2 looks fantastic. I'm really excited about it. Like that, that first one was just great. You know, when a game can make you really love just wandering around, not doing anything, uh, it's a you know, it's a great experience. I like games that have a story and that are succinct, so I don't like everything being open world. It's a big problem I have with most games now. They just okay, well fuck it, we're not gonna write a story and they'll just you know, it'll be some arbitrary garbage. Um, but when you can do both, when you can tell an amazing story, have really immersive gameplay, make people feel for the characters and, and, and really ponder their decisions, it's wonderful, man. And uh, I remember playing that first game and just loving riding through the countryside on my horse, just really, really loving that. Um, so I'm really excited to uh, to play this next one. I can't wait. Again, hopefully it'll come out on PC, but if not, I'll, I'll figure it out. Maybe fi- they'll finally get a good uh, emulator working by then. Who knows? But yeah, I like being immersed in stuff. It feels nice. It feels nice. Yeah. 
Yeah, you get to experience a life you can't live. Like, I'm not a fucking cowboy. I can't ride around on the range with a six-shooter and, you know, getting in heists or murdering people. I, you know, I can't do that. So this is the only way I can do it. And most Western movies, you know, there are some really great ones, but I'm not going to watch most of them. And it's different, too, because I have no say in what's happening. You know, when you're playing these games, you do have a say. So I can live in a post-apocalyptic world and kill zombies and weird cult leaders in Last of Us. And I can fight zombies in Resident Evil 2. The remake looks fucking insane. I can't wait. Um, You know, I can... Or Dying Light 2, which is also coming out. Dying Light was a great game I didn't expect to like at all that I loved. Um, You know, you can do all these things. It's, It's neat. You can be a ball of yarn in Unravel and have a friendship and stuff. So I, I like doing that. Anyway, speaking of uh, games, I think, you know, if I mentioned Skyrim, hilarious commercial. You guys should look it up. Uh, Skyrim, very special edition. It's with Key or Peel. I don't know which one is which. I've never seen the show, but it's with one of them. Hilarious commercial. I love it. Um, super nerdy. If you're not into nerd stuff, you might not, it might not matter to you. But if you, I laughed multiple times. It's great. Yeah. I don't know what else. I still haven't seen a lot of stuff that I want to watch, but I'll get around to it eventually. (sighs) Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's it. Maybe I should wrap it up. I don't have anything else to say right now. Yeah, I'm going to wrap it up. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Um, Once this is up on iTunes, please uh, like, or you can't like it, please rate or review and subscribe. It, it'll help me out. I, I am trying to grow this into something. Um, so please do that. And, and in the meantime, it'll be up on YouTube. And uh, like and subscribe, comment, share, all that stuff. Um, hit me up on Twitter, Graham, at Graham Baker, G-R-A-H-M-B-A-K-E-R, at Graham Baker. Um, yeah. All right. Good night, guys. Peace.